The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, GMIG's Fifth Street Pub, and AMPM Plumbing. Now, live from GMIG's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with your hosts, David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. You are looking live at GMIG's Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. No. In Valley Junction, West Des Moines. You are looking live. You know, I'm 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 one of those. You know why? You know why Brent always did that. Uh, why? So that he could tell the betters. It is friends in the desert. He was sharing the weather oh, for football games. You nice. are looking live at Lambeau Field. Well, if you well, go back and watch, so you can. It's 1975. Uh, it's not like we had the interwebs. You had to know somebody in Green Bay to call. Him. I'm one of these idiots. The last two or three weeks, I've been watching Christmas specials from the 1970s. I have gone back. You're not going to sing for me, Sandy. No, I, I should do it. Dean Martin, no. This oh. is good stuff, you know. But uh, uh, I have gone back and watched uh, NFL Today and NFL 77, 78. Right. One was NBC and one was CBS and NFL Today. And you really forget their scoreboard was oh, yeah. literally magnetic numbers on a board and they would pan the camera from one score to the next it didn't that and that was all you got to keep up with things you know their halftime highlights were one and two you weren't watching cut-ins the whole time and there are no scores running across i mean it was it was rudimentary and and so it's a throwback it was television it was it was good tv it was gonna be on television and and brent Brent musburger was ahead of his time as the host of that show he was um, he was just compared to the other ones, and I used to think Irv Cross was great. Yeah, he was okay. Phyllis George, hot, but not really great, right? Just was not it, really great at her job on was, TV there. Wasn't Phyllis George? Uh, ja, ja, Jane Kennedy too, followed her up, right? Mi- terrible. Mi- Miss terrible. Am- no, Jane but, Kennedy, one of them was Miss America, and Phyllis George was married to the governor of Kentucky. Yes, yes. She had good personality, but neither one of them belonged doing NFL, uh, <laughs> in, in, in NFL today. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I digress. What are we doing? Has... We're starting the Hawkeye huddle with this. That's hey, that's how that's how the show rolls. It's uh, it is sort of it's Christmas week, right? It, we're well, kind of in a, in a tweener time. Well, right? let me share something. I was in Wells Fargo Arena on Saturday night, and Brucey just asked me how many fans were there when the men's game started, and you told me that men they... started at three thirty, women or three uh, three women at three thirty, women at six, and you you told me. That they sold 16,000. Six, say they were sold out, 16,600. 600 tickets. And so behind the, behind the baskets, they had no seats, no temporary seats. But so it was the hockey arena, right? Okay, so they didn't set anything up on the floor. But, no, other, okay. other than right along the courtside, which I, I, I suspect that's how they do it for the Iowa Wolves games. So Brucey asked me, he goes, how many fans were there when the men's game started? And he guessed 5,000. And I would, I would have guessed at least eight. Because as you looked around the arena, the upper level was at, at least half full. Lower bowl, about half full. And the, in the suites, you know, it's hard to always tell because the people are there, but they're, right, but they're, you know, they're you know, in the suite. Right. Um, and then as the game progressed. It filled it, in. It, well, it filled in. And then... By the time that the women ran out for the 20-minute, 20 25-minute beforehand, I bet you could have counted on your hand the number of empty seats. Yeah. 
and they did it. They did it so right, so perfect. Having the men men go first. Florida A&M, by the way, is not very good. It's a bad basketball team. I mean, we can be. Uh, we'll talk more about how that went. We can be real happy that Iowa kept them to 20 points in the first half. However, when you're playing a junior high team, you should keep them to 20 points in the first half. Well, they you get that. They had out of here. like a seven foot dude. Who, you, if you looked at him, if you're on the playground, you would have said, "I'll take him first. Yeah. And then you, you're and like, then, "Oh, that, that was a mistake." That's why you go to Florida A&M because you can't dribble, you can't shoot, and you can't hold on to the basketball. Anyway, but the women, the Iowa women are must. They are must see TV. They are must watch. They are so fun. They play together. They have a, a connectivity of their team that is par excellence, and it's just it's really fun. And so you know. This is the second game in a row, I guess. I got to see Kaitlyn play live. We saw him play at Iowa yeah, State. Yeah, they played. Well, they, yeah, they had one in between, right? All right, well. Yeah, yeah but yeah, right. You saw, you saw but you saw Ames. her this time uh, without the the left, without the floating to the left thing, right? I mean, she she was spotting up the other day and and knocking them down. Well, Thirty-eight points. She was getting them where what she was where she was getting the the wide open looks was on miss shot, get the ball to her, come down on the break, yeah. so she's lined up right away, not coming off a screen or whatever. Um, and not, have, way, not having to create. She made some of them where she stepped back, but most of them, uh, somebody passed her the ball the Cle other day. Cleveland State is not a bad women's basketball team. Their, no. their point guard is quite good. They, they're missing their best player, too, but they had one nine in a row going into this, yeah. including four without this best player. I can't remember her name, but player of the year in that conference last year. But they they're were nine in a row. And they're they're yeah, pretty good. They knocked down a, a handful. They, the first half was actually a pretty good first half of basketball overall. They pulled the within, you know, seven or eight there a couple minutes ago in the second quarter, and then Iowa just widened it out from there. But you're talking about the, the beautiful basketball that they play. And I thought uh, the, one of the things that was missing oh, when we watched him up in Ames. Good on yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, listen, hey, you know, she was working her way back from in injuries, right? Uh, ankle injury, and, and you thought, well, what are they going to do? Well, we saw up there in Ames that Sharon Goodman and Addie O'Grady can be post players, but they're not going to be uh, the post on a, a top 10 offense, and, and you don't run it through them. Hannah Stolke, you can run it through, and she started posting up the other day. She does much better going to the hole because she's so fast. But she actually started the other day, and she made some moves, and I started thinking this you know, looks she, a lot better. She leads the team in three-point shooting percentage. D Three for five. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had 17 uh, points and 11 boards the other day. It's her second double-double of her career. And she had 26 the previous game up at Wisconsin. So, oh, listen. That, that's right. I right. remember watching so, that game. So, let's just, let's just think about this, that, that the team has been missing that little inside presence. And Sharon Goodman plays better, by the way, if she doesn't have to be that player, right? If she, when she comes in, she can clean it up and she can get rebounds. She right? is, she is really big. She's a big gal. I yeah. mean, uh, tall, tall, tall. I mean, uh, tall, strong. Yeah. Yes, strong, strong woman. Uh, strong woman. Yes. Wide and hip. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but uh, she was a lot. I didn't realize she was that big. Yeah. Um, in our seat, we had we had incredible seats. Thank you, Bill Spencer. Uh, we were, I don't know. Ten rows up, maybe. Oh, so you were pretty close to it. Yeah, about the free throw line of of. I mean, in, when Caitlin complains, which by the way, she a complains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but the referees talk back to her and give tell her what's going on, and 
Then she then she rolls her eyes and looks at him and turns away. Okay, fine. Um, well, how much fun is it though to see? So you know, she makes her last three pointer. She's high five in the crowd. I mean, it's a little bit of a show you shouldn't do, but at the same time, in this atmosphere, your hometown, you came to Des Moines. Her grandma was six. there. First time her grandma got to see her. She's having fun. You're up by 50 points. I mean, right. you know, Just they win this by the way, 104.75. So I guess you're only up 30. 104.75. Um, they're 11 and one. Uh, still number four in the country, and uh, they've got Loyola Chicago coming up this Thursday. It's the only game I think that's not on regular TV the rest of the year. It's BTN Plus for oh. them on, on that one. Um, I'll they be scalping your uh, BTN Plus. <laughs> Speaking of the inside presence, they out-rebounded Cleveland State 49-21. to And I, I think the more you go through this, this is, a, this is a differently constructed basketball team because they don't have Monica and they don't have McKenna Warnock. But they're starting to figure out how to fill in in different ways and play together in different ways. And that's where this gets really exciting, right? It, it becomes the, well, it's going to be a different Final Four team. But it's another possible Final Four team, right? It, it's, it certainly is. The, the biggest concern I have for the women is that they, this Captain Obvious here, they have to make shots. It, it, yeah. And Well, that's and, why you got to have this post thing and, work and, out for you. When, but when they make shots... But the, the other thing that is so impressive and so uh, where they get points is fast break points where they're able to, whether it's Hannah or uh, a falter, one of those girls gets down, beats the other one that's guarding them, gets down, and they get easy baskets like that. I think they had five on Saturday night that, by my recollection, where they just beat everybody down the court and it wasn't Caitlin just running down and in right wasn't just her right you know they have a strategy about that and an idea and Monica was great at it and uh, Megan Gustafson was great at it and and those you get 10 free points because you run faster than their post player that's a big deal um, I, I think the men have seen that right I mean when oh you look at Iowa State game the way they the, the way that game actually Iowa State, you'd think they shot really well in that game. Actually, they didn't. They didn't shoot a whole lot better in Iowa. They just had a bunch of layups. Do you know, just a ton of them. Do you know the tallest guy in the Iowa basketball team is Patrick McCaffrey? That says something, doesn't it? I mean, well, uh, Riley Riley Is he still there? That's right. He's, he's, he's sitting on, out. He's on so the end of the bench. Evan Bruns isn't taller. I thought singing uh, Bruns was, yeah. But maybe. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you something. If I'm Coach McCaffrey, I am chewing Evan Bruns. Oh, he was sick. Very sick. He he had, they're like, he shouldn't have been playing. He had three times he was two feet from the basket. Shoot. Shoot the ball. The ball. I know. It's called the backboard. Aim for the square. I know. With a little bit of touch. I don't care if you miss, but put it up. You're, you're standing. The goal is to get as close to the basket as you can, right? And you're Shoot as, the you are, ball. You're as close. Yes. I mean, and he yeah. kept passing out. He had turnovers. Brock Harding in person is better than he is on TV. Um, I bet it was his best game though. You said uh, it was his best game. He ten double figures for the first time ever. So had that that uh, up in the air duck under reverse layup move, which by the way I think he landed before he shot it. No, but, no, no. But you had to give it to him. Oh, it was pretty close. I remember I, I looked at it and went, oh, that's great. And then uh, and they showed it in slow motion. I'm like, eh. no, no. That, I'm glad they're I, not reviewing that. I don't. I you, not for one second did I think he wasn't. In it was the a air. great. It was a great move. It was a great move. I, I don't want to leave the women before we okay. get this in. I don't want to leave this before we get this in. And we'll go over to men. Um, so Kaylin Clark is the Big Ten Player of the Week. Again, 25th. 25th time. 
And on top of that, she was named uh, Sporting News Co. Uh, athlete of the Year. Now, the problem with this. I don't have a problem with it. What? It's I, their co, her co-athlete of the year. Well, they did it last year. It was Angel Reese. Right. Uh, okay. I, all right. But. He but, got Batman and the Joker. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> right. But um, got the yin and the yang. Yeah, right. Uh, we we won't. Yeah. So we won't suggest which one's evil. By the way, did you see Kim Mulkey get tossed for, and, so, and up by thirty-five points? She got tossed for a charging call. This, so, this there's your evil. There's your so Joker. I've got a friend of mine. Uh, who, he now lives in Dallas. I've, he's been an internet friend literally since he was a college student at Drake, some twenty years ago, and uh, his, um, what would you call it, Oliver Stone. Mind is conspiracy that theorist his mind. Conspiracy theorist is that Kim Mulvey did that on purpose, so that Angel Reese would come out there and hold her, and keep her from doing whatever, and, and show and look that, and look and show that there's no discord. There's oh, no discord between the, between the two of them in their locker room. Oh. And knowing which I don't, watching Kim Mulkey act, you know, frankly, she, she should have been teed up six times the national championship game. Yes. Just just for being on the basketball court. Yes. I mean, in the li- middle, in, literally in, during play, standing literally out, yeah. being six having, feet out on the court, having yeah. players run around her yes. and mm-hmm. avoid her. Yes. Um, she she is why when you look at Iowa basketball and you see Lisa Bluter and Jan Jensen over there coaching their team enthusiastically, clapping, being so positive. Showing nothing but 100% class in the way that they act. Even when they get mad at the officials, they turn around and five minutes later, they're not. Right. Right. They're just, they're, it's fine. It, it's good. It, you know. Now, Fran is is not that way. Fran, Fran lost his mind four minutes in the basketball game the yep. other day. And he had a reason. But, dude, just chill. Okay. This is not the one where you need to do that. We, right? we don't need to have a. Pity yeah. party and a temper tantrum down here at Wells Fargo. Okay, show off. I I thought be, it was be nice. So you didn't. So I, I was watching the broadcast. Yeah, I, I just I just I was gonna go down and I was just you know I got a bunch of other stuff I got to do. So I'm listening on the radio a little bit and saying so, I was watching the TV a little bit and um first of all <laughs> in talking about the national championship uh on the during the men's game uh, but talking about the women's national championship right. Jess Settles can't help but mention the officiating. And th- then, uh, and then I was listening last night to Bobby Hansen and Gary getting ready to talk to Lisa and Fran, right? And and he's like, and somehow he brought it up. He brought it up to you know, there's not a single, uh, there's yeah. not a single even Iowa broadcaster who wants to remain neutral on how poorly that game was officiated. Well, and it, at a national championship setting, it was just um, it's amazing. And they mention it when you listen to a lot of the other, uh, you know, the Big Ten guys have mentioned. They all mentioned. Yeah, it's not what just a tragedy. The, it was. It's not just the Iowa announcers who, who who continue to bring that up. But you know who never has brought it up since? Lisa Bluter. Lisa Bluter, Jan Jensen, Caitlin Clark. No, no Kate it's over. Right, they, Gabby. It, they're good. It's over. Right. It's the rest of you. Right, Gabby. You know, but it's the rest. It's the rest of us that can't maybe can't quite <laughs> let it go. But. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we've got a cyclone fan of the Hawkeye Huddle is now on. It's it's called. Uh, that's a. I swear, in the 20 years I've been doing this, I've only been rendered speeches twice. 
And Alan just did it. And too. Alan got just got you. All right. It's called a restraining order. <laughs> They're gonna, they will, they will slap one on you if you get too close. Six oh nine nineteenth Street. See, there's a reason why. <laughs> you want to go to the Iowa women's game? No, nah, is that somewhere near? No, you can't go there. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to talk some football with uh, with Tom Cakert. It's bowl season. Here both college football playoff games. The Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. New Year's Day. Right Out here on Des Moines Rangers. Sports Leader. You know you're the master. 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. All right. Run, 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 run Rudolph. Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. Dave Crate Jr., Brett Ridge here, I, live at GB. How far did we make it? Did we get to the break there a minute yeah, ago? Yeah, we did. I hit something. Okay, that's good. Well, you were laughing so hard. Well, I'm going to blame that on uh, Cyclone Fan of the Hawkeye. It's good radio all the way You know what I'm going to I'm going to increase his invoice for the next billing cycle. A dice? No, for the Cyclone Fans of the Hawkeye. Oh, well, the next, his, their sponsorship? Yeah. Yes, increase, increase his invoice. That'll, that'll really. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, that was anyway. Funny. Hey, I want to make sure we recognize uh, Deary Brothers. Yes. Our, our uh, newest uh, Deary Brothers in Waukee. Jeep, Ram, Dodge. I, out, I, out there on Hickman. I, I would recognize them if I drove by them. New Chrysler, yeah. Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Andrew, can you grab that cord so it's not quite so heavy? It's not so tight. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah, the intern's here. Thank oh. God. Anyway, I just want to make sure we thank them. Uh, yeah, well, we're very excited to have them on this year. And, and honestly, if you go out there and you're talking to them, you could tell them you heard about uh, Deary Brothers on the on the huddle. Hawkeye huddle. That would be a, the, the one of the biggest favors you could do for us because we want them back next year. That's you right. want us to keep doing this show, which I want to keep doing this show, right. but we got to have somebody just give us just a little bit of cash to keep us on the air, right? And it's not so you and I can go vacationing anymore. That whole that ship has sailed that, years ago. We're just trying true. to, you know, exactly. to, to make this uh, a break-even concept. So anyway, appreciate it if uh, you go out so there and far, visit so them. Good. So yeah. Um, <laughs> when I get when we get out on the other side of Tom here, don't let me forget my diatribe on Christmas, Santa Claus, all that bit. I got a, okay. I, 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 a revelation. It costs money to see Santa Claus. Okay, anyway, fair enough. But let's not leave Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. Hanging because he's uh, joining us as he does each week. By the goodness of his heart, uh, every week for the last 20 years, we appreciate you checking in. Tom, um, we, we, we went through, we purposely held football uh, talk for you this week. Uh, because, sure. you know, um, most of the things that are happening right now are, uh, they're, well, they're all off the field, right? But they're the types of things that, uh, that you're dialed into and, uh, Kirk met the media yesterday. You were there to listen yep. to that. Um, and then, of course, uh, we, we picked up a couple of recruits in the last uh, um, couple of days as well. So let's start with Kirk talking yesterday. There was substantive talk about the offensive coordinator. Summarize a little bit about what he was saying the process is uh, there going forward. Yeah, um, basically, he's, he's you know, the, the, he said they posted the job, so kind of the, the clock has officially started to tick, and I think it takes like two weeks for them to go through all of the, you know, they have to have it up for two weeks so people can and get it's, uh, interested. But he had said he talked to three people. Um, I think it's pretty clear that two of them are uh, Paul Christ and Joe Philbin, and one of them is probably um, Andy Ludwig, 
and then there's a mystery guy that he's going to talk to. So we don't know who the mystery guy is. I can tell you it's not Scott Frost because he made fun of Scott Frost yesterday. (laughs) Right. Well, that that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. My brother-in-law texted me because, you know, Nebraska fan. I've had, I've had, we've dealt with a lot of rumors over the 20 years, guys. Yeah, right. That was the dumbest one of all time. (laughs) I just said, I'm I'm like, he was, that's why I said back to him. I'm like, you know, Kirk regards this guy as a punk. Like, that's a good word, an applicable word, right? As as a whiny little little baby, right? You know, my, 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 my joke was, well, P.J. Fleck must not have been available. Right, you know? right, exactly. Well, you know, at first I thought he, I thought he was talking about um, Luke Pickle. No. At, or, no. Yeah, yeah. At Wisconsin. No. But that, he was talking, that is, is, he was as he went about on. It. That, 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 yeah. um, that, that, uh, the, 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 the frosty rants when he first got the job about, well, maybe they'll just have to adjust to me, you know, or whatever. <laughs> that, that, that's... That may have stuck with a few people in the Big Ten. Yes. May yes. have stuck yeah. with yeah, so to just to enlighten question. everybody, if they miss this, Kirk tossed a little shade a couple of different directions yesterday in you this uh, in this discussion. Surprise. Yes, yeah. I, that was interesting out of nowhere, right? No, I, but I'm not sure that I'm, I'm enjoying. Yeah, well, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying unfiltered Kirk that has kind yeah, of. Why not? Yeah. Kind yeah. of like emerged in in the last, uh, and he's got some more stuff he wants to throw in about the 25.7 win thing. Right. I mean, he he was he was on fire yesterday. And I think he had more in him, uh, and maybe when we get down to the bowl game, I'll get some more get some more good stuff out of Kirk, unfiltered Kirk, unfiltered Kirk, unfiltered Ferentz. Well, let's just say so. What he was referring to there was basically USC. Uh, you know, maybe people can play defense as well as offense, and yeah. referred to okay USC to and, and the fact that they play no defense. Right? They're going to have to when they come in the Big Ten, is what he was saying. Right. right. And he he kind of explained his philosophy that. I think many fans many fans disagree with, but there's there's a method to the madness. You may disagree with the madness that he uh, with his methodology, but it has. Let's just say this: he he worked for Hayden Fry for a long time, and he's been the head coach at Iowa for a quarter century, and he's had a good amount of success. So, good. he's not dumb. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. dumb. Right. I mean, he's not perfect. But he's not dumb either, you know. Well, he's only won 193 more games than we have. If if this didn't work, he would have been out of work a long time ago. For sure. You know, so. Well, he's not coaching baseball. True. No. But, you know, to to Kirk Ferentz's point, and and, and honestly, I hadn't really thought about it in in the way that, that he positioned this. When Hayden showed up, he changed the defense and made the deep Bill Brazier. And, and people very, forget because the very Ray, first Rose Bowl yes. was all around the defense. It wasn't about the people offense. People forget that, right? Everybody thinks it's exotics. That's what he used to right. call them, right? But no, you're right. That was the one of the best defensive football teams, top two or three, ever at Iowa, right? Certainly. They, and, they and, got and, to the Rose Bowl by shutting Michigan down nine to seven, and went, I mean they did. You know. But uh, but those things. And so Kirk saying that he wants to build his team around his defense, around the special teams, and have the offense be complimentary. And and this is the only thing that I want to say about that. You can be complimentary, but you have to be competent. Yes. You have to actually 
do something. And, and this was it, not a complimentary year. It, right. Well, it, it, this isn't on Brian as a coach. It's on Brian as a play caller. It's on Brian as an evaluator of quarterback and wide receiver talent. And yeah. to me, that's the issue. And so when you get the new blood in there, whomever it is, whether it's Paul Christ or Joe Philbin or mystery guy, you know. Or La- Andy Ludwig. I, who, where's Andy Ludwig? I, I don't think, it, I don't think it's going to be Utah, Andy. I think Andy Ludwig's. I, uh, yeah, I think Andy Ludwig's going to hard to decide what he's doing. So. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. But, uh, but the rumors last week were. They had Scott Philbin. Uh, Philbin. So well, Philbin was hired, all but hired, right? Did, but, didn't they have yeah. the GPS on the truck? With yeah, the there was something like that. Has, but this stuff is not uh, true, uh, right, at all. No, 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 no. Joe Philbin, and in fact, if if I were, um, you know, I said this the other day on Chad Lightsko's podcast, uh, I said if I were, like, DraftKings and putting out odds, you know, I think probably Paul Christ is the favorite. I, you know, he'd probably be, like, plus 125 or something. Right. Then I'd, I'd put, um, I'd probably put mystery guy, whoever it is, plus 250. We don't even know who he is, but I think he's probably ahead of Philbin. I think Philbin's probably like plus 500 or something. I think he's yeah. behind the, I think he's, there's a, I don't know who this mystery guy is, and, and maybe somebody will figure it out eventually, but, um, oh. I think maybe he's the, he's, he's the guy that, that maybe he wants to meet with next. We'll see. It's right, not, he's still got. He's still got to meet him. It's not Bill O'Brien. And he, and it, no, it's not. It's not Bill O'Brien. It's not Bill O'Brien. Okay, I've been. The only clue not. we know is that uh, Mr. Texas Hawk Swarm guy says that from what he's heard, it's somebody we're gonna we we would be happy about, really giddy about, right? That we're gonna yeah. be happy with whatever we have. So. Right. But yeah. I will say this: so Paul Christ, the the reason he's number one on the list, and and I I agree with you, Tom. The reason he's number one, he fits the suit. Remember the Brady Bunch? Oh, yes. New Johnny Bravo? Greg? Johnny well, Bravo. You, you fit the suit. And, and Paul Christ fits the suit, right? He, he, he's going to run the offense the way Kirk, Kirk generally wants it run, maybe make tweaks to the, to the blocking schemes a little bit, but it's going to be a, a ball control. He knows how to do that. He knows how to, to develop that kind of a, a downhill running game, big offensive lines. It's what, it's what Kirk wants. He fits the suit. There you go. Right. So if they, I, I would agree I, with you. I said Paul I'd Chris, be fine with it. You know, uh, two months ago. Uh, I'd be fine with it. I'd yeah. be fine with it. Hey, um, recruits. So we we got a new punter, Tom, yeah. and a Reece quarterback committed as well. Tell us about that. The Reece, punter Reece, first. Reese Reece. Reece Dockin, big kid. Um, looks like he's about six two, spanning next to our Woods. Has a mullet, which is awesome, and uh, hopefully he <laughs> keeps that. Hopefully he keeps the. Uh, the the uh, party in the front or uh, business in the front party in the back going uh, when he gets oh, to yeah. Iowa City, um, but yeah, boy, you know the one clip that we've got of him with a hang time of like over five seconds is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he'll be coming in in January, and we we kind of knew that this was happening. Uh, we just didn't know right. his name. So uh, and then uh, Jimmy Sullivan, or as he referred to himself the other day, Jimmy Football. Which is Jimmy, awesome. oh, don't do that. Okay, go ahead. No, I know, he, he didn't I know, write an AI. Well, it was it was somebody else that I, I think it was a reporter there that referred to him as Jimmy Football. Oh, no. He's from Indiana. No. He's about six two. Um, you know, good arm, big arm. Looks like he can make all the throws. I was surprised he committed um, this soon, especially given yeah. the questions about the Iowa offense. You know yeah. that that um, um, just you don't know who the coordinator, is. but. 
Right. And 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 he did. He was not told anything about who the coordinator is going to be, but he kind of knows what kind of offense they're going to run because he knows who Kirk Ferentz is. So. Yeah, so that's quarterback for 25, and then, yeah. uh, you know, tomorrow's signing day. So we've got 21 recruits signing tomorrow, plus the group of walk-ons, a good group of walk-ons. So um, yeah, but they're, but they're in, I'll tell you, they're in scholarship hell right now because they've, they're, you know. That's got, the question I was going to go to. What do we do now? Go, go ahead. <laughs> well, well the, the, no, you've got, that, I've, you've I've, got over? that group. You've, yeah. you've got that group because they're basically right at 85 right now, depending on what Cooper Jean does, depending on what Luke Lachey does, why Black's coming back. But even then, you've still got Jay Higgins, Higgins. considering coming back. Uh, Jamari, um, Castro, Tyler Fisher, uh, Quinn Schulte. Yeah, you you could essentially, other than like Logan Lee and Joe Evans, uh, Nick Jackson is trying to get a ruling from the NCAA because of uh, Virginia. The Virginia players oh, they, were told shooting, yeah. were told when when they had that tragedy last year and they lost their last three games. The NCAA told them that they would allow them if they wanted to to have another year based on that, uh, but they have not gotten a ruling on that yet. So. Uh, so uh, selfish of us to see. <laughs> oh, you know, so, the only downside so, to that is those younger players who are behind him. They have be to go- sit again. They, they have now. to be going. I know. Oh. Jaden oh. Harrell and Jaden Harrell, Carson Shire. Um, I feel pretty good about Higgins coming back. The rest of them are kind of, I don't know. It's just um, <laughs> sometimes I think maybe there's uh, some negotiating going on by dragging your feet kind of thing. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how it is, you know. And they've well, they've got that power, you. but um, so, but also Iowa's not going to wait forever because they know that you know they'd love to have those guys back. But you know, there's, are, but are they in the eighty-five? Are are you? We we we're they're at eighty-five they scholarships without all these guys, right? They would, they would, yeah, they would go if if most of those guys come back. They're they're they might be at ninety. That's top end well, with Jackson coming back and everybody else back. They might Except be for the 90. first time, first time in Iowa history, he's going to go down and go scorched earth on some guys and say, "By the way, Northern Illinois is a nice place to go." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Gavin and, and Williams is still there, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're Rocky will have, be back. But we don't know. The other thing we don't know is if there might be some guys who are just waiting until after the bowl game to announce that they're not coming back too. That's always possible. I mean, that's what Carson yes. May did um, right. last year. Yes. But that was a surprise, too. Carson May's decision was a surprise. So well, He didn't get a lot of playing and time. That, and, that led to, and that led to Deacon Hill. You know? Yeah. Deacon Hill's not uh, in uh, Iowa. Otherwise, if, yeah. Yeah, Carson so. May would have been maybe maybe on the field this year. He should have. You know, who knows? Yeah. Well, um, so with all those guys in mind, uh, the one guy we know who's coming back, we haven't mentioned, is Nick DeYoung for sure is coming back to the yes. offensive line. And that was and, a surprise, you too. Can, yeah, that was and, a surprise. well, it was. It was, uh, was it that big of a surprise? I I didn't have him on my radar, and people forget he was. Coaches had him third team All Big Ten, right? I mean, this yeah. is this is and not that's an a insignificant guy. Uh, yeah, versatile guy that you can plug in at guard or tackle. Now, is he a starter? I don't know, but is yeah, he? Um, play a lot. Is he? Is he your sixth or seventh offensive lineman that you can plug in there at guard or tackle yeah, at a moment's maybe. notice and, and and be ready and be competent there? 
there's a ton of value in that, guys, because we saw how many injuries they had this year. You know, Dunker going out or um, Logan Jones or whoever. He's not playing center, but, um, you know, they've that offensive line is going to be mighty competitive for playing time next year because Ellsbury took a step. You got Logan oh, Jones. Yes. You've got Dunker. you got Mason Richmond. Um, you got a lot of talent there. So um, Colby's still there. So you've got. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got. Started as a freshman. I think you've got. I think you got like nine guys there. And then, yeah, there's some freshmen too, you know, that that are are coming along. Uh, Leighton Jones and um, some of those other young guys that are going to be really good. So. Yeah, we heard um, about Jones being being an animal. You know, just, you know. Logan Jones out of the bowl game? Um, I believe he's going to be ready to go. The only guy that I asked Kirk yesterday about was Luke Lachey because I thought maybe Luke might play, and he is not playing in the bowl. So oh, um, right. that's a bummer, but they, they just felt like why risk him being out there um, yeah, coming and, back? He'd probably be, he's coming he'd back probably be healthy. And, he'd probably be healthy enough to do it, but why put him out there? Um, they, they just felt like it's just silly to put him out there, but would have been nice for him to kind of, you know, like Laporta came back from his knee thing uh, last year. By the way, <laughs> how's Sam Laporta doing? Huh? Holy cow! Huh. Who had a? Who had a? Who had, here's my question for you guys: Who had a better Saturday night, Sam Laporta or Keegan Murray? Or, or Caitlin Clark. <laughs> well, exactly. Good. Keegan Murray goes for 47 on Saturday night. Uh, I saw somebody had a graphic out there that you've got your top uh, four tight ends in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you, you Kelsey got, and then uh, Kelsey, three, three of the four. Then, then Hawkinson, <laughs> Kittle, and Laporta are your top, are your top three behind them. Uh, all uh, just approaching 80 catches on the 80 receptions. I think uh, Hawkinson's got 90. And, the, you know, it's amazing. The Lions, amazing. the Lions absolutely won the draft by taking those two Hawkeyes in the first two rounds. That's crazy. And, and tell me, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I, have, I have, you know, I have, you know, I have my, my, my pod partner, Matt Randazzo is a huge right. Lions fan. So, um, his, and he's got four sons, and all of them are getting – they don't know this yet, so hopefully they don't listen. But the boys well, are getting, uh, like, Laporta jerseys, Laporta, Laporta jerseys for Christmas. So Awesome. And they're all, and they're all fired up about it. I mean, they just – yeah. The Lions fans love Sam Laporta. They should. I don't know why you wouldn't. Well, be, he'll be going against TJ Hawkinson on uh, Christmas Eve. Oh, there so. you go. Yeah. All right, Tom. Hey, we we appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Will you be down in Orlando by this time next week? I will be. I'm going. I'm flying down the uh, the evening of the 26th. So I will. Be okay. Back. That's this evening. No, that's so that's a week from tonight. Yeah, that's Tuesday. Oh. So you so out I next may, week? Um, maybe. Well, let let me check what time the flight is. I might still be around if we. I I don't think my flight leaves until like 6:30. So I might be able okay. to. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right, sounds great. Thanks, All right. Tom. Thanks, Tom. Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. We are way Thanks, behind, guys. but we had a good segment, and we had a good time. And we'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. We can't prove it, but Google says Des Moines is the insurance capital of the world. Des Moines sports leader is ESPN Des Moines. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell. Oh, and we're back on the Hawkeye jingle Huddle. Reverend Steve Creighton Jr. with you. G-Mix in West Des Moines. Snowing and blowing up bushels of fire. Bruce, Bruce and G Megs. Bruce and George G Megs. Appreciate all them their, as all well. All their support. 
And of course, uh, we're happy with Theory Brothers, and we're going to get uh, we got the Bacon Festival bacon, coming yeah, back right talk this to year. We got Bacon Fest. We'll uh, have more at, information at the first on that. Year. Yeah. May DeForce. No, really. It's Bacon DeForce or something. That's it's on May the fourth. So he told me the date. May the fourth be with you. Yes. Okay. Yoda, Yoda may be there. I I'm giving know. I'm giving a free plug to. Um, our friends at Make-A-Wish and the Jolly Holiday Lights uh, of course. that they've got going on out at the outlet malls out on the east side of town. I, I will say this. It's a, it's a much different deal, right? It's smaller, but they did a nice job with what they had. We got out there the other night, and they've got, some, uh, they've got a lot of stuff that plays to music that you can look up. It's kind of like a Fremont Street thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you can look up. They got some trees that some very large trees that are animated to the to the music, and then they've got displays around the outside, and you can buy coupon books, make donations, things like that. For Where's that uh, at? it's the Outlet Mall, uh, the outlet in Altoona. In Altoona. Okay, Absolutely. yeah, sure, I got you. Uh, and they picked up the slack when it, uh, you know it, I understand Adventureland wants to make money, but yeah. Adventureland dumped out of a contract and or yep. at least an agreement. And they had, and so they got creative, and I got to give them credit. So get out there and check it out. If nothing else, get on, uh, you know, search for uh, Jolly Holiday Lights online and see if you can make a donation. Because my former uh, organization, Make a Wish, uh, needs it. It's their biggest event of the year, and they need to, uh, to raise some money, and make sure they can help those kids. So what was that give them a free plug. Horrible year where we had the ice storm and I, uh, it was the, shut down. The, oh, the, it happened twice. But the one, the year that I had to put on the yes. hazmat suit and cut all of the, the stuff out of the ice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the ice backed up over the top, and, and I was down there with a, a hot uh, water gun cutting the displays out of ice. And then when we went to turn them on, because we turned off all the electricity, right? right? We flew. You literally just threw a switch on the park, like and we weren't sure what's going to happen. Yeah, I cr <laughs> did the <laughs> hold on to your butts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was one of those, right? Uh, but uh, but it all worked. Uh, yeah, it, it all it all happened. Um, the other the other Santa observation. All right. So I take Logan to um, nine, yes. nine-year-old grandson to <clears throat> see Santa at the uh, uh, Jordan Creek Mall the other day. Same, right? same old guy still doing it. Well, so usually I mean, you go, no, it's Santa. And I usually go to Valley West, right? Uh, that they had the same guy for years. They switched them. No, my it's wife still had, Santa. Well, it's still Santa, except for Santa is skinny and now wears a blue robe. So it's Santa Claus. Sorry. I don't know. It's some it's some international flavor thing. The guy it's it, the guy doesn't he, he's a skinny guy with a beard, skinny like skinnier than any of us sitting here at this table. And he's wearing like a, a blue robe. So I'm like, okay, we're not going there because that blows the whole idea that right. you're going to try to see possibly see the real Santa Claus right. or even somebody connected to Santa Claus, right? So we, we get to we get to I'm like, okay, Jordan Creek. Tammy had been out there. She's like, oh, there's a guy sitting there in a red suit. It looks normal. I'm like, okay. So we get out there on Saturday morning. We walk down. I'm like, geez, the line's really small. And I walk up. There's almost no decorations around, right? They've got a throne, and that's it this year. And I'm like, there's no. By throne, you mean a real throne yes. as opposed to like a uh, commode. Right. Not, a, not one of those. Um, and I step up, and, and she, I step up, and the, ga the gal standing at the little desk says, sir, do you have an appointment? And I'm like, Appointment? She's like, yeah, you make your appointment online. I make, I, I make an appointment to see Santa Claus online. She goes, yeah. And she said, okay, I'm, she's got a little book. And she said, I, I don't show that uh, we've got any openings for, you know, like the rest of the day. And I'm like, you're kidding. She's like, no. I'm like, okay. I said, she said, go online here. And I did. So I took my phone out. Okay. I choose a time for Sunday. And then it's like, which package would you like to purchase? So the only way, and I said to her, so the only way I can see Santa Claus here at this mall is if I purchase a $20 photo package, which is one photo, 
or, or $30 or $40. It's the only way you can see Santa Claus there. And she goes, yeah, it's photos with Santa. I said, it's not see Santa Claus, to talk to Santa Claus, meet Santa Claus, and ask for something for Christmas and t discuss Christmas. It's go take your photos. So that's what Jordan Creek has. And she said, yeah, that's it. So I'm like, so basically it costs $20 just to talk to Santa Claus. Yes. We start walking away. So this is like the... Uh, uh, it's the worst thing you can do to, to the, me. Uh, the, the, what's the, the cell phone commercial where they're on the plane? It'll be, uh, we have free movies, yes. but you got to buy the right. headphones. So would you like water? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, cash or cash your credit. Cash or credit. And so I'm walking away, and Logan's like, Grandpa, what are we doing? I'm like, we're not seeing that guy. He goes, why not? And I said, because he's fake. He's not the real guy. He's not even connected to the real guy. He's, he's in this for the money, and we're not going to support that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like an elf. You're not Santa. I know Santa. You're not Santa. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, yeah. Yes, I am. No. As, as, so, What's he, my name? And, and Logan totally accepted that, and we moved on. And yeah. we saw Santa Claus free at Hy-Vee the next day. Santa and Mrs. Claus were at the Hy-Vee. So good for the Hy-Vee. They, they, they kept Christmas alive. So there's something else I want to talk about as it related to Kirk Ferentz and the comments he made yesterday. And I thought this was actually very, very interesting. He was talking about how his and why the, his, his entire team is going to play in the bowl game, that no one's opting out, and that they're all excited about going to the bowl game. It's a great point. So if you, if you don't know, Tennessee has 10 guys opting out. Including their entire secondary, which I'm not sure matters. but Or hitting the portal. Right. <laughs> but nevertheless. Right. They, they have 10 starters out for this, for this bowl game. So we're right? going to play the second team. So, so yeah. when Iowa wins, are you going to downplay it like you did the Kentucky win last year? No. Good. I don't remember downplaying the Kentucky win so much other than the fact that it was – I felt like the Kentucky win – let's face it, it was an, uh, there was one offensive touchdown and two defensive touchdowns by Iowa. It, 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 it felt like Iowa blew them away. Do you want to talk about Iowa's complimentary offense was still football? Iowa's offense was still brutal. In the, yeah, they were still brutal in that game. <laughs> and Joey Labus was okay. 175 but, total yards. Yeah, it was, te it was terrible, right? But the defense was lights out. And if they do that again in this game, we've seen that all year. Do you want to know who the difference. most excited guy to play in this game is? It's Torrey Taylor. He goes, I get a punt one more time for the Iowa Hawkeyes. He said this yesterday. I get to do that? you got to be kidding me. I'm absolutely playing. Finish your thought. What else did Kirk say? we got to go to a break. Essentially, he said this team is completely together. We never fall apart because they get it. They, understand, they watch what they, they're in practice. They watch what those guys on offense are doing. They understand how the injuries have absolutely killed the, any offensive flow that they potentially could have had, and that's why they don't complain. And that's why that team stays together. And team, that's a testament. Team stays together because they've that's got good leadership, too. To Kirk and Phil and, and Brian and Seth Wallace and all of them. And, and they Lamar. find a Chad Greenway. They find a, a, a Jack they, Campbell. They, they find a they, Josie Jewell. And the they J, find a Jay the Higgins. Jay Higgins. And, and, and I'm going and to the linebackers yes, a lot. They find the, a Quinn Schulte. They right. find the leaders that keep the team together. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Quick break. We'll come back, wrap things up on the Hawkeye Hill on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. He got it right. The Drake Bulldogs play here live on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines Sports Leader. I don't want a lot for Christmas. 
I, Come on, Pete. Mariah? Mariah? That's it? Seriously, you don't have any Bing Crosby or, or uh, uh, Dean Martin for me. All right. That's good, though. No, I appreciate the effort, though. Right? I, I appreciate that. Do you want to... I'm going to tell you something. This song is going to be in your head in the morning. Oh, it's the worst. It is. I used to, uh, you know, when I did all the Jolly Holiday Light stuff, yeah. I would leave on because I wanted to hear the promos because it's 104.1 did yeah. the, did the, the uh, publicity for us. And so I would be setting up this thing and have it on all the time. They really only have 20 songs they play. And they've played the same 20 songs for the last 40 years. I, I could just have named them at that point. It was amazing. Anyway, I, I, we've only got three minutes. we got uh, more than that. Uh, Brett Ridge, Dave Payton Jr. Minutes. here, uh, back here at uh, G-Mix, which is still currently decorated for the holidays. It goes with your holiday tradition uh, going all the way up. I don't know when they're going to take this stuff down exactly. So uh, right after New Year's. Yeah. But uh, so anyway, Great come on down and join them out. Uh, it's uh, $10 apps, ta uh, apps wraps, wraps and, wings. and wings. So that's a, a good thing for a Tuesday night. It's also $10 shots, all you can drink. That's not <laughs> no, true. That's not true. <laughs> not true. Wrestlers uh, did not uh, did not were not in action this week. In fact, they're not in action until the Soldier Salute on the 29th and 30th. They don't have a dual meet until January 12th. So it's been confirmed uh, that we're getting an upgrade at 97. The Ferrari kit. Yep. That okay. has been confirmed. It's also been. Uh, there was, was that bump Arnold? Arnold, back, back, he should, Arnold should be. He's where, he's where he should be then. 74 is where he belongs. Right. They moved him to 83 in the Iowa State meet. And he, so who's in, who should be 83 then? It shouldn't be Arnold. He's Man. 74 pounder. And Kennedy what? should be. Not wrestling? Eating steak. Well, we'll see what they have to, what, what they have to do. But it's good to get 90, 97 locked up with a kid that's going to be pretty good. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, women wrestlers he's did actually. catch a little grief on the road. Uh, it'll happen. He's had a misgiving. Yeah, he's had a few. You know, well, peop, fans are fun. Uh, the women uh, did wrestle three times: Adams State, uh, Colorado Mesa, You're not and referring to the Simon State from Simon Revenge Fraser. The they beat Simon Fraser, 24. That was a close one. 24-23. Uh, they won 34-11, 25-20. Are they number 20. one in the country? They are currently number one. They moved, they were started out the year as number six somehow. Like, I was like, on. come on, you know. They're number one. They're 7-0. and oh, But they don't have any more dual meets the rest of the year. They go to a number of those round-robin dual meet things and some some tournaments. But there just aren't enough women's wrestling programs right now. But well, my guess is they have a chance to win a national championship. There's a bit of a women's wrestling program going on over there between my wife and Miss Nancy. <laughs> right I don't know what they're doing. Uh, men's basketball back to that. So it's Missouri, Baltimore County tomorrow night, Wednesday. Maryland. Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah, Missouri, Baltimore would be in Maryland, wouldn't it? Correct. Do you have God, soft shells? Last week Do I got, have soft shells? You got la soft shells? Last week I got the, the Washington head coach name wrong. Anyway, it's on BTN, 7 o'clock. Nice start time, 7 o'clock on BTN tomorrow night. Um, uh, Owen Freeman, by the way, is the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. That's his fourth time getting that award. He's good. And the last guy, I think it was Aaron White, got that. And then I don't think anybody else has had that many of them as freshmen. So Probably not. So it's your uh, last call. Last call in that game, uh, uh, you know, Hawks win it by 40. Uh, uh, last week I called. 37. 37. Okay. Other than that. Um, now we're talking about Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yep. We'll be here next week. No, Merry Christmas. We'll be here next week before the New Year. That's correct. We'll be previewing the, the bowl Citrus game. Bowl. The Citrus Bowl, Iowa and Tennessee. There you go. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Peter. Cam back in the studio. Appreciate that. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. 
all of our great sponsors on the program for Cyclone David. fans, Angie, Brucey, Deary Brother. Brothers, G-Mix. Join us next week on the Hawkeye Hill, 102.1 and 1350 ESPN Des Moines.